What up, what up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, the maid, Eddie, your name Ace Five from the Star Five Podcast. And what I need y'all to do right now is hit up the Star Five Podcast.com. And right on that homepage, click that link that says become a patron. Because for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support this show that you love so much. And also, we have other opportunities within our Patreon account to where you can advertise with us for as little as $10 a month, where we'll shout you out every episode or for $20 a month we will give you a separately recorded advertisement promoting whatever you like and for $40 a month you'll get everything that the $20 tier gets you plus you get to produce a segment on our show so make sure you hit up the starfireshow.com and hit that patreon link now To the diamond, to the track, to the big skin flying round the field, starting five forever, keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts, no hot the depth. Oh yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever, boys ever. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats and a view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season to keep the start five, start five. We going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what you if the sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live it. We got what you we need. Got what you yeah. need. We're going in on three. Run the baseline. Start five. Get it. We got what you we need. Got what you need. And y'all know me. Seven sign. I'm the hellest cat spit. I got what you need. I got what you need. What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the Star Five Podcast. What I need y'all to do now is hit up the startingfivepodcast.com. That's where you'll be able to find all of our podcast streaming links, our Instagram, our merch link. You can even become a patron right at the front page. And also, you can leave us a voicemail at 929-352-6219, and we'll play your voicemail on the next episode. That's right, that's right, that's right. We got what y'all need, as always, every week. This is the start of five. I am your boy, the mayor. That DJ named Ace Five. Your mom's favorite fat guy from deepest, darkest Africa. And as always, we got three of the four with us tonight. We got the lady on the bottom, the first lady of the starting five. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to introduce myself. I apologize. Yeah, my computer is acting weird, so I can't. I can only see one at a time. Anyway, I'm Katara. I, it's great to be back with y'all. Uh, shout out to everyone. And what up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Fresh from the barber's chair, over a hundred days with no clippers. The young Jedi is back. 
What's good, people? Chillin', How y'all chillin'. doing tonight? We good, we good, man. So, I mean, as always, as traditionally, Katara, TJ, how was y'all weekends and weeks leading up to today? It was busy and and exhausting and um, just uh, interesting. The news, it, it, it's always gets interesting. Uh, the news, it's, it's, it's like, well, nothing's impossible, I should say, because every day you're here, <laughs> you know, every day it's something new um, going on in, in, in this world that we have. True indeed, true indeed. But personal life, has everything been okay? Oh, yes. Yes. Just it's, it's been busy, but it's been good. I've been um, working on 10,000 projects. Nice, nice, nice. Anything good? Anything promising? Um, okay, so I have a book. My I sent my uh, rough draft to a book, and it's back from the editor. So now I'm working on the edits or trying to find time to work on the edits. I have another book that I'm working on as well. And um, just a lot of stuff like that going on. <laughs> and then I'm, you know, reading some ARCs from some authors as well. No, dope, dope. TJ, how's everything been for you? Most impressive. Well, uh, we had a tree fall in our house over the weekend. And yeah, we saw uh, that. Thank, God, thank God no real damage was done and nobody got hurt. So uh, that was a scary moment there for a little bit. They cleaned up everything today. They came in and cut the rest of the trees that were threatening the house. And uh, so that was pretty much the, my weekend in a nutshell. And uh, we just got to wait for the insurance to kick in and take a look at the roof to make sure there's no real structural damage. But outside of that, it's been a pretty tame weekend. Um, chilling, like the, besides that, the highlight of my week was getting a haircut today so <laughs> right um i'm very proud of that i'm super excited um you know i never had hair grow over my ear ears before you know that's <laughs> like 11 or 12 years old so i'm very happy to be partially bald at this point but thank you <laughs> for real, for real, man. Uh, I, my my the highlight of my uh week has been nothing other than finally relaxing, <laughs> finally relaxing Sunday. Uh, it's been a crazy week at work as far as, uh, as I described last week, it's these baskets is concerned. Like today, all day was again, moving around the same few hundred baskets that I already touched last week, all last week. We had to wash more of them, half-ass spray paint them to try to make some of them look okay. Some of them. To, for the you know the junior guys, I gotta say the junior guys to get paid on little money to put them back out in the street, while the senior guys getting paid more money to do it on overtime. <laughs> you know, so it's, that's, that's all. Other than, it's just literally been work driving a damn forklift, moving back and forth and back and forth and this way that way, just forklift for like the past fucking eight or nine days is what I've been doing. <laughs> Just moving that shit around. But anyway, enough. It could be that. worse. It could be worse, brother. Absolutely. I could be one of the unfortunate <laughs> ones without a job. 
Right. And that's, you know, it still sucks that in the time that people forgot the Rona is still going on. Because I did see an article or something somewhere that um, cases were starting to spike again as states opened up. So I, you know, it is, it, I mean, unfortunately it is what it is with that. You know, not everybody is dying, but I know some people who lost some pretty important people in their lives due to complications of it. And I mean, the shit still sucks, but still from my opinion, this is a disease that we are still going to have to, we're going to have to learn to live with this thing, unfortunately, still. That's kind of really where we're at with this thing. I mean, people are finally getting their wish. Shit's opening back up. You know, I think New York City opened up kind of 25%-ish. I see it in the traffic driving in the morning and back home. So, yeah, people came back out as the weeks, actually, as the days started getting closer to June 8th, a lot more people was out there on the roads, a lot more. Yeah. And it annoys the hell out of me because I hate traffic. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's been the highlight of what's going on for me. But we got an interesting one tonight. This should be a funny one, hopefully. You know, we, again, we, we, had to name this episode foot and mouth disease because a lot of people have been displaying their ignorance in some respects when it comes to what's been going on in the world and, and, and how situations are, are pretty much being handled right now. Um, people perceiving things, I would say incorrectly and as this being at the time, uh, you know, for a predominantly sports show, we got to start off with the biggest one. We got to start off with Drew Brees. And we all know what happened with him. He pretty much made a statement. I, I forgot who he was interviewing with. Let me get, let me take a second to pull up the article. But um, he was, uh, he was interviewing with some I think it was Yahoo Sports or something like that. And he he made a comment that, I mean, for his respect, for his respect, I mean, it's, I get it, but in the face of what's going on, it's not what this thing was going, was going about. Well, you know, it's not what this thing was about. Had nothing to do with disrespect of the flag and here's a piece of of uh the article but um as as i pull it up and share the screen we got the old man coming in the building right about now but um let me let me pull up the article i got it well i got a piece of the article from espn dot uh, com and it shows what jubilees what what the words that everybody got twisted up, not twisted up, but twisted up over was Drew Brees saying, quote, never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America. Now, he made these comments in the face of what's going on right now, in light of what's going on right now. And it again, it showed its ignorance and and what what. When people say all lives matter, it 
dejects and 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 moves away the focus of people saying black lives matter and that was the problem within him making this statement at this time or he probably said this before it happened i'm sure the interview was shown was done before it happened but still it came out he said it and it showed a level of ignorance in some ways upon him but now the 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 weird dichotomy that we're in when it comes to drew Brees is we got to remember that the amount of good work that he has done let's remember katrina was what maybe 10 12 years ago 15 years ago now major contributor to that he was one of those guys that had that city on his back at the time and and the, the, the number of places that he's like donated to over the years contributed his time to, especially in the city of New Orleans, which was decimated due to freaking Katrina. I mean, it's it it it, it reminded me that yes, I made fun of it. We all made fun of it, but we can't just throw away a person like that. And Shannon Sharp, JP's boy, which I want to go right to you. You could say what's up to everybody. And then, and then speak on this. But Shannon Sharp, as JP talks, I'm going to pull up what Shannon Sharp said, and we're going to play it in full as far as the response to Drew Brees and when he spoke to him. But JP, what's going on, man? And then kick uh, off speaking about this thing. What's going on? What's going on, TJ? What's going on, Qatar? Hi. Yes, sir. All right. What's going on, all the listeners out there? The mayor, what's going on? Chilling, brother. I hear you. I hear that. Okay, so we're talking about Drew Brees here. Yeah, we're starting off with the Drew Brees thing. Everything he said is fine and dandy. Okay, you apologize and stuff. I know about his charity work and everything like that there. But I'm just not a forgiving person like that yet. You said what you said and you said what you meant. Um, one of the things he talked about was his grandfather being a World War II veteran and eloquently Shannon Sharp was talking about his grandfather and what he went through. I know my grandfather was a World War II veteran as well. He had to clean the buses the rest of his life. And put my mother through college, him and my grandmother who cleaned houses. So don't sit up here and talk to me about, oh, your grandfather, this and that, the other with the flag, when a lot of black soldiers came home, especially from Vietnam, World War II, World War I, and were, and were murdered came back home to a country after fighting for a war and come back here and disrespected, segregated armies and all that stuff. Maybe not so much Vietnam, you were part of that too, but they were segregated, couldn't get jobs. A lot of veterans today, whether you're black, white, or indifferent, still can't get jobs to this day. A lot of homeless people that a lot of people overlook are, are veterans living on the streets. Look how we treat them. Treat them like they're dirt. So, you know, Drew Brees, you could miss me with that stuff because a lot of black, especially a lot of our black people, black, especially a lot of black people, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers went through hell. Went through hell coming back here to America. True indeed, true indeed. But I got the Shannon Sharp thing. Let me pull it up for y'all and let's, let's play it and let's listen to it. It was Saturday that I received a text and said, uh, Drew would like to reach out to you. And um, I'm like, 
Drew, like Drew Brees. I said, okay, uh, when? He says, uh, it wouldn't be okay. I was like, sure, no problem. So he gave me, I got, uh, I got, he got my number. I got him. He sent me a text. He's like, hey man, I would like to reach out to you uh, tomorrow. Is that okay? I text him back. So we kind of started engaging in the conversation, Skip, even before we actually had an actual conversation and um, getting the gist of uh, how, what he was thinking, how he was feeling. I let him know what I was thinking, how I was feeling. So he called yesterday and said, is it okay if I call? I was like, yeah, I'm calling from a block number. So answer. I know you don't really, you probably don't answer block calls. You're absolutely right. So he called Skip and we started talking. And um, I said, the floor is yours. You tell me what you're thinking. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking and how, you know, why I reacted the way I reacted. And he says, uh, he says, first of all, I want to apologize. I want to say that I'm sorry, not only just to you, but to the entire black community. He says, I can understand how what I said, going back and looking at it, I can understand the feelings that you guys feel because it does come off that I lack compassion, that I lack empathy, that I like un- lack understanding. And uh, and it's and that's not like that's not me. That's not my heart. He just says, if anything, if you know me, uh, uh, Shannon, you don't really know me well, but we've been around each other. He says, I think you know that I have since I arrived here. Uh, I think he said, I think oh six. He says, so for fifteen years, I've been a pillar in the community. And he says, I don't want one bad mistake. I don't want one slip up to ruin everything that I've built. I said, Drew, what you have to understand is that for one second, we didn't want you to be Drew Reeves. We wanted you to be one of us. We wanted you to feel if that was your brother, if that was your uncle, if that was your father. Mm-hmm. You're, you're still a married father. You're still a, a doting dad. But for one second, you were black. Mm-hmm. How would you feel? And he said, I, I, and, and I said, Drew, when you said, you know, fought for the military, you do understand that not only were they fighting in a foreign land for freedoms over there, they were also fighting for freedoms back home. Like the freedom that, and the pride that you feel when you stand for that flag, everybody does not feel that same sense of pride because they haven't been afforded the same, some of the same opportunities that you and your ancestors have been afforded. He says, I understand that. He says, uh, talking to a lot of my teammates and see the, the, the hurt that they felt. I said, Drew, let me break it down to you in a nutshell. What hurt the most is because it came from you. I said, Drew, no white quarterback in the history of the NFL has had black support like you got it. I said, it, I, we don't need to get in a quarter, different quarterback. I said, but other quarterback could have said exactly what you said, and everybody would have been upset, but they said, you know what? I expected that from him. I expected nothing less. But given you in New Orleans, what you've done in the community with Katrina, donating $5 million out of your pocket during this pandemic to feed the homeless, I mean, excuse me, the hungry, mm-hmm. and Drew said, Drew, I said, Drew, why do you think your teammates lashed out like that? Because they couldn't believe that came from you. And after talking to him, Skip, I can feel the pain. And I'm not a guy that's easily forgiven. Mm-hmm. You got you got to show me, Skip. And I said, and he said, so what do you what 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 should I do moving forward? I said, Drew, don't issue any more apologies. I said, your first apology. I said, let me tell you what's gonna happen. I said, there's gonna be a certain segment that says Drew is Drew Brees is only apologizing because he got caught in this firestorm. That there's gonna be another group that says, you know what? I'm looking at his action and they match his words. He said he was gonna do this, he's doing this. You cannot concern yourself about the ones that's gonna that's not going to be willing to forgive. Skip, I don't believe in a scarlet. I don't believe one incident should rule. I mean, there are certain things that can, but I don't believe him saying what he said should be the end of Drew Brees. 
I believe he deserves an opportunity for redemption because he's been too good in that community to let this one slip up undo 15 years of great service. Mm -hmm. And that's what I told him. I said, Drew, I'll be here. I said, uh, my criticism was harsh. There's no question about that. And I understand that's probably why you're reaching out. But I wanted you to understand not only the hurt that the community felt, that I felt. Because when Skip and I talked about this on Tuesday, a strong white man, powerful, influential, like you, to help us get the ball across the finish line. And I say, Drew, I think you understand that. I think the blowback that you got was, I think it was deserving. But I also believe that you have a great heart. And I believe you will make right about the wrong that you spoke. So when I say name Michael George, what comes to mind? Yep. And I mean, Shannon pretty much said it well. And yeah, now one thing I will say, he don't speak for the whole black community for so Drew Brees to apologize <laughs> to him saying I'm, I'm talking for the whole black community, you know, but, but. Shannon ain't gonna lie like that on TV. Shannon ain't gonna fuck around and just say any old bullshit. So I, I believe the words that was said. I, I honestly do believe the words that was said. But that was a part of why I also brought up, you know, we gotta remember what he's done with Katrina, things like that. But Katara, the most important thing that he mentioned within this is action. And he's gonna have to follow all of this up. We talked uh, about it last week with the follow through. Yes, yes. Um. As you already know, I haven't really heard about this. I've heard about Shannon, and I and I listened to Shannon at Shannon. Sorry, it's late, but I listened to Shannon at times, and um, so I, I and 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 I I hear Shannon's point. I I um, to be fair, I haven't heard much of this uh this 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 athlete, so I am going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I have not heard, and and I did hear he did. You know, just from talking to you, Dan and TJ and John, I did hear that he's done great for Katrina, and that was that was and that was a mess. And and you know, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt if he you know, if he he moves on from this and supports things, uh, communities and or organizations that's going to help this matter. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, we all said things that we probably wish to take back now so you know now don't get me wrong this this all life matters the flag thing is all that is is a um is a distractor whether he understood that or not that's what it is so he has to prove himself now period i can i can look overlook something if he's truly intent of improving him and just just going it, if he's a man of action, a man of his words, you know what I'm saying? Don't just talk the talk, walk the walk, or whatever that saying is. Um, and uh, that, that's what that is. Uh, and, and just to follow up with John was saying, uh, my dad served in the Marine, I don't know if I told y'all, but he served in the Marine Corps during the Korean War. And, you know, when this first thing with Kaepernick came out, and, and everybody was trying to distract everybody. Ooh, the flag. I asked him, I said, you know, dad, you're, you're a vet. What is it? What do you think about this? And he was like, what he did has nothing to do with what I did in the service. It has nothing to do with that at all. That's people distracting. So there you have it, <laughs> you right. know? Um, so yeah, he needs to, 
Now he needs to just, like you said, Dan, and like we've been saying, follow through. If he does that, then cool, you know? Right, right. Like, TJ, before I go to you, like, um, what's his name? Shout out to Jamal Green in the comments. He said, the World War II military excuse is frequently used by the righties just to justify to justify their willful ignorance towards kneeling for the flag and continue their bias and bigotry. But as most of the country, especially right wingers, is historically challenged and prone to cherry pick history, they fail to realize that anything pre-civil rights bill is meaningless to us. We fought for others, we fought for other folks' freedom and had to come home to social bondage. Mm. Pretty much well summed up a lot of what JP says. Well said. Well said. So an old white man, old Italian dude told me this phrase a long time ago when I was younger, and I didn't get it until I was older. Now we, we all want to give Drew Brees a pat on the back and that attaboy for what he did with Katrina and everything. But he said it only takes one fuck up to kill all those attaboys. And that's what mm. just recently mm. happened with Drew Brees. And he told me that he was like, listen, TJ, it only takes one fuck up to kill all those attaboys. So no matter how good you did until today, tomorrow you, you fuck up, all that shit gets erased. And yeah. that's exactly what happened to yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah. And I believe he's a man of action. He's proven it uh, several times before. Like he said, he shouldn't be, uh, like Jamal said in the comments, he shouldn't be canceled for his action. But like you all, we've all said, it's all about to follow through from this point on. I don't see him having a problem following through with it, getting his shit together and, and taking a stance like he's supposed to. I mean, he even went at Trump on a tweet talking about it's not all, it's not about the flag and kneeling. <laughs> right. Already. Which I shared, I, I mean, shared that in half the a step, But you can't. <laughs> You can't, you can't, you can't knock him for it because Trump was all over him before as a good guy. So, I mean, uh, in that sense, like he's, he's definitely trying to shift gears and be more positive and move and progress forward. The man is a positive dude overall. I mean, he really doesn't have any blemishes on his track record, except for this one huge full part where the mm. shit just went straight over his head. And, right. uh, you know, sometimes you need to get slapped in the face to get it. And he got slapped in the face. So right. now he gets it. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's what you do. Like we've all been saying, it's what you do from this point on. You know what I'm saying? You're going to stay stagnant and ignorant, or you're going to be proactive and join the fight. And uh, that's what we are hoping from everybody in this movement. You see these cops kneeling and all this other bullshit, hugging and marching with each other. It, it, you gotta. Right. That's all good for the optics and everything. But yo, you got. Are you gonna snitch on your man when he's beating up somebody for no right. good reason? Are you Are you gonna choke up? Are you gonna pull your man off somebody when he's kicking the kid while he's down in handcuffs? Are you gonna take action where where there's supposed to be action and you know there's cameras and people watching you? Are you gonna Are you just gonna mm -hmm. still do the same thing and stand there idly by and do nothing? So. From this point on, we are watching everybody's movements and how they react to the fucked up situations that be happening to people right. of color everywhere. So, right. we, and like Boogie said in the comments, it's it was about timing. It was about timing, 
and this was right. totally bad timing. But also too, then because again, I I didn't get I didn't catch the date on when this interview was conducted. Absolutely, because let's let's be real as as the righties as as uh, Jamal said, the righties like to say the the media, the media can throw somebody under the bus in a situation like this, and they can pull up this thing. And it, this could, this interview could have been done in probably like January or something, but they didn't release it till now, which then put him in this situation when the con this wasn't the conversation in January, you know, but we don't right. know. We, all we can go off of is how it was released. It was released during this time. I think it was oh, released oh, last week. Yeah, yeah, but it, I'm just stating that it was released during this time. When it was we don't know if the uh, interview right. was conducted last week, but it was okay. released during this time. You know, right. and you know, like Sammy J said, I'm not, I'm not falling for the smokescreen. Again, this is that culture that we live in now, unfortunately, where like you just right. said, TJ, you fuck up once, and then you can fuck up something for good, but. To me, that is true, depending on how egregious the fuck up is. This was just words. This was just words. Badly timed. Badly placed. You understand? Especially doing time like this. Yes, I yes. agree. Yes, that and that's that's so that's why, like, yeah, I was all for the jokes. I was all for the the ha ha funny funny about the whole shit. But when you take a step back, you listen, and especially because. Shannon Sharp laid it out so eloquently, even though he gave it to him hard and deservingly so because of timing. He also was able to have the conversation with him to set him straight. And a lot of times, hate it or love it, that's what those 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 types need at times. They need somebody to bring it right to their face and let them know. Like and, I said, a slap in the face, man. Somebody yes. needs to get smacked. You know yes. What I'm Yes, and yeah, and like Sammy's saying again, he could have voted for Obama three times and have all the black friends <laughs> in the world. He said what he said. All, Nobody's all well and that. true. All well and yeah. true. You said what you said, but that doesn't always make you that person. That doesn't always make you been, that person. He would have been better off saying no comment or saying, that, "Well, that I don't, too. I don't know too much about the situation." So I'm not going to speak on it. If he just said that there, he'd have been fine you, if he said something. You like know that. what? You know where his ignorance came in at, and I'm gonna try to keep it at 100 with this. His ignorance came in at he never paid attention to what the real cause, root cause of the problem was. Yeah. All he heard was about the flag and kneeling, and that's all he heard. Nobody educated him, or he didn't educate himself to go deeper into what was the issue behind it and why people were kneeling. Exactly. And exactly. he got fucked for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. And and you're seeing it now with people saying, oh, wow, this is really what's happening. This is what the kneeling was about. This is what the protest was about. You see people like of having a, like an awakening. So this was his awakening. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This yeah. was his awakening. He meant what he said. Of course he meant what he said. He was yeah. fucking stout and stern with it. Yeah. But also, he completely missed the point. And he, it mm -hmm. was obvious that he completely missed the point. He wasn't right. reflecting. He wasn't trying to dodge questions about it. Yeah, he, it was complete was ignorance complete, to what's... Oh, yeah, right. It was complete it was ignorance not, to what's going on. And right. not just ignorance on... It could have been not just ignorance on the level of, yo, fuck that. 
this is what I'm feeling. It could literally just be like, I'm not in tune with it. It isn't everybody's face right now, but not everybody. A lot of people, when they say they don't watch the news, don't pay attention to shit. A lot of people don't watch the news. He lives a different lifestyle than us. And his thing is to avoid public relations and news at all costs. Yes, yes. Because of negative press and not get involved. So we can't say he's in tune unless he's got a handler or somebody keeping him up to date with the current events, which I'm sure he doesn't in terms of that. But when somebody was like, somebody in this team was like, yo, you shouldn't have said that shit during right, the interview. Right. <laughs> right That's right, where right. he needed to pull somebody back at, at that point. But, Indeed. you know, it is what it is. A lot of athletes don't pay attention to the news and reports just because a lot of negative shit is being placed about their team, their situation, their private life. They're trying to keep their bubble insulated as possible. I mean, we can make excuses all they want, but, you know, I ain't making a couple of million couple of million dollars a year paying for a professional team worried about the fuck is going on tomorrow you know what i'm saying so indeed so while while jp's showing us that he's in the bathroom right now because he's not (laughs) (laughs) you're on mute john you're on mute (laughs) Nah, i was not in the bathroom (laughs) just my thermostat in the kitchen thank you very much you old, you cold? 70 you degrees cold? outside, you got to have the house on. I had to turn off, excuse me, I had to turn off the <laughs> air conditioner. It's real loud in here. See, it's out of respect for y'all. Thank you very much. <laughs> you had the old people house when it's, when it's 70 outside. It's, it's a state called an old people's house. <laughs> Even an old people Archie Bunker house. Get up on out of here. Screen door open. Keep the screen door open. <laughs> I don't anyway. have a screen door. You know I don't have a screen door. You've been over here before. All right, Mr. Taking Jokes Dead Serious. Katara, next topic. <laughs> next, next, um, next piece of conversation we got to have. And JP, because you missed the pre-show, we're going around because tonight's the night we're talking about, again, foot and mouth. People saying dumb shit, doing dumb shit. A lot shit of dumb stuff been said. So we're going, we're passing it around to everybody, bringing up a topic, and we, we discuss it and we keep going. So Katara's on you. Um... I was just swiping through and I saw Dan's favorite person, Ben Carson. Um, <laughs> as we uh, as we remind y'all real quick, JP, uh, J, as JP wipes his face, the man, the man that we started and named the Kuntang clan from. He's number one, right? He's number one. He is the he is the king, number right, number JP? <laughs> is it him? Or is, it, or is it your boy that just got ousted at Fox Sports? Those they're running. Oh no, no, no. That Ooh. that mother, he don't he deserves a fight from me still. I still we, I'm still waiting for somebody to set that boxing match up. But then you want to uh, catch him at the bus stop, Dan? King, not even a bus stop. We could pay-per-view. I'll get paid fifty dollars for the fight. He could get paid a million. Just I just want to <laughs> lay him out. What's that, Katara? Um Ben Carson said some interesting stuff. Um uh, I, the first clip I saw was with talking with Taper, Jake Taper. Um, I think that's his last name. Anyway, Tapper. he was yeah. talking about, um, he said, uh, the reason why that people didn't, or, or, I'm paraphrasing, the reason why people didn't agree with the Black athletes that stood up was because they, we were, they, they didn't, what did he say? He said, they didn't they didn't um say that what it was about 
they thought um, they didn't denounce that it was about the flag and 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 it, oh they didn't say that they liked being American or or something to that extent. First of all, yes they did. <laughs> number one, number two, what the heck is he talking about? Okay, because they did say that it had nothing to do with being un-American. Protesting is American. So how I, I don't understand what he was talking about. Um, number one, and then number two, here we go with, and then when we, they were talking about the second clip I saw, they were, he was saying, oh, well, you know, that was horrendous that that guy died. But then in the same clip, he's bringing up, but what about the crime in Chicago? Which they you know, always love to don't do up. that. If you're talking, if we are talking about this right here, you don't go and change the subject. It doesn't, right, let's put Chicago aside because at the end of the day, all of this is connected. And I don't understand why people can't see that. But but the person has, and he sees that, he knows that because before he was hired, when he was actually, when he was still being a doctor, he was reaching out to the black community, okay? All of a sudden that just stopped and he just started saying, well, black I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if, if it's, it, it seems like he's always sleepy. I don't know if he's on some medicine. I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> he needs to stop because this is getting stupid now. And, I, and I'm not being rude to, well, I am being rude to him, but it's just. No, no, no. You're complimenting sense. him so he needs in to stop. all his glorious form. You're complimenting him. Please. Mm. Pour it on. I think he had a, I think he had a lobotomy. But I can't. <laughs> and he, he, did, and he performed it on himself. He performed it on himself. Like I mean, this you know, is a brain surgeon, and yet he doesn't use his brain, even though, the, as JP calls him, the orange orangutan devil misplaces this man and makes him in charge of housing. Goodness gracious! And, and, and you know something about this? What happened in Chicago? This quote unquote black on black crime. First off, there's no such thing called black on black crime. People really need to stop that. What happens is we live in a we live in a neighborhood where people look like you in a demographic. A lot of times the people are poor, their education system sucks. Also, the lack of jobs, the breakdown of the family structure, that has to do with that's not to do with black on black crime. What the hell do people do? Go up to each other, oh black on black, I'm gonna shoot you, bang. Come on. Come on. And this is part of the reason why people want to defund the police departments because the, the resources need to go other, other places like mental health, not only police departments, but also the mental health, improving the schools and stuff like that. How mm -hmm. do you think the community gets better when you give all the money to one entity and nobody else gets anything? Right. Like what happened recently in the city of Philadelphia, right, John? Then yeah. they just put they gave the police what like 19 million defunding defunding education defunding uh, programs and all types of shit. Like they- well, city, council, city council put in a place where $14 million is supposed to go to the police departments, but now they're saying they don't want the $14 million to go to the police departments. They would have spread the money out, which I happen to agree with. The, the money needs to be spread out to other places. This is how you improve yeah. your community. It makes everything better by spreading yeah. the money out. Yeah, and especially in that city where the, the cops that were out there were being cowards and putting electrical tape over their badge numbers so people didn't know who they were or couldn't identify the badge numbers, things like that, where they're notorious. I mean, they're almost just as notorious as 
NYPD and LAPD. Oh, terrible. Oh, I could. Oh, I could tell you some stories about Philadelphia that I personally had experiences with the Philadelphia Police Department, and they are very. They they could be very very nasty. I yeah. mean, nasty. I believe it, but I would. I but personal experience, and I'm not trying to cape for these fools because I played football against the, these guys. They were cool as shit post game, but that was during football. It was yeah. a different uniform, Dan. It was a different uniform, Dan. Absolutely, it's not in the streets. I, I don't remember none of these guys' names. No, one one guy held a grudge against my brother for the longest because my not unintentionally, but my brother broke his leg years ago, and was pissed off. But it happened in the game. It was in game shit. It wasn't, you know. But like I, I can show y'all a video of us at the post game thing kicking it with these guys. Like they were cool then, but again, like TJ said, a different uniform breed different attitudes. It's like having beer muscles. You can't fight beforehand, but as soon as you get drunk, all of a sudden you could take Truth on the world. Comes out. Yes. And he got me knowing not knowing how to act. So let <laughs> me say they, something. You know they quick. say three people, three people will always tell you the truth. A drunk person, a person pissed off, and kids. <laughs> especially, especially when they two, when they two, two, to, two to five, two to seven. Yeah, when they explore the trying to trying to feel themselves. I tell you, my daughter's always seven now, and my wife who's sitting right here could attest to it. She she be trying to come out with a little quick witted smart mouth shit, and it'd be like, like just double back, like what. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so yeah, they definitely could tell the truth, you know. But TJ, so I got two things. I got two things. All right, and because we're gonna get back to defunding the police and people magically not understanding what defunding means all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? So we're gonna so we're gonna go first and have the entire culture cancel Terry Crews. Period. Yeah, yeah. Like we're not we're not even trading him for nobody. (laughs) We're not giving him up for nobody. That nigga is out. Period. All right. It's gotten worse. His track record is speaking for himself. The dude is a cape for anything that has to deal with his check. And who's controlling his check? These white folks. So he'll say and do anything to do that tap dance. He reminds me of a fucking WB frog. Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my... He, that's him. He's Mr. fucking Bojangles right now. I can't stand this guy. And he as you needs, talk about it, I had to pull the article up. With he the needs to stop working. We need to, like... He needs to stop working. People need to stop working with him. He's a horrible actor. Fuck him. That's just it. He's done. Now, let me let me read the tweet. Go ahead, please. Phone because we definitely got to talk about that one. And as he says, quote... Defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy. Equality is the truth. Like it or not, we are all in this together. What the fuck are you talking about? Now, now, let me me just take a quick second on that. Equality, we agree. I think we agree on equality. This was just kind of messy the way it sounded because of the words black supremacy now jp you being the elder statesman here you remember let's go back with the panthers the black panthers were a thing but also they were the allies that were the white panthers that were out there fighting for the same things at the time well the, the black panther party 
basically worked with all different kinds of of of, of groups. Absolutely. Of and also oh. Fred Hampton, Fred Hampton came up with the Rainbow Coalition, which was which was a mixture of black activists, white activists, Latino act, um, activists, um, Asian activists. This that's how I performed the, the, the Rainbow um, Coalition. But let me say this. Well, hold on, hold on. I never... wanted to continue. Hold on, hold on. I wanted to continue. Just, I was just bringing that point up just to mention that, yes, smart people know that you need allies in the fight. Smart people know this. this shit did, well, he clearly don't because this shit ain't clearing no, it ain't claiming no black supremacy. JP, Why? go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with black people doing stuff for themselves though. How's that black supremacy? We have been the victims here. We have been the victims here for 450 years of oppression and depression in America. There will never be something called black supremacy. What the hell is black supremacy? We don't watch Black Panther one too many times, bro. (laughs) Right? Niggas think we in Wakanda. And that's it. We don't we don't own we don't we don't make the laws, we don't control the laws, we don't control anything they do here. So what the hell are you talking about? Black supremacy. There's a thing called black supremacy. And if black people got together and were like, listen, we want to control our own destiny and we don't want nobody else to be a part of this but us, there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with having allies and stuff like that there. But people need to understand too that some of these problems, some issues we gotta fix amongst ourselves that we we that only we can fix. And we know what those issues are. So this thing called black supremacy. Some of these people just need to shut the F up and just put a foot in their mouth because he, so, he sounds so stupid, ignorant, and, and excuse me for my French, as Johnny G say, a fucktard. That's exactly what he French. sounds like. I used to say that to my parents all the time. Like, you're not speaking French. He sounds, he sounds <laughs> ignorant and stupid saying stuff yeah. like that. Black, super, uh, black supremacy. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop sounding like a coon. Qatar the Qatar the black supremacist, which you got to say on that. <laughs> it, he just and 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 a, he just needs to really look at his tweet and, and and like you said, he's doing that to please everyone, but it's that's not helping. That's nobody's. It, there's no such thing in the United States, mind you. Before someone comes in and says, "Well, in different countries, there's no such thing as black supremacy." It's right, one ever. thing. Yeah, we owned a whole bunch of stuff that, or we were the top 1% rich people in America, that's one thing. But no, we're not. We don't owe anything. So there's no black supremacy. What he should have said was, okay, we all need to come together and end this. That's it. Or not say anything, you know? No, he needs to shut the hell up every time. (laughs) Yes. Every time. Shut up. Every time. Now, my second point is how do people forget what defunding means when it comes to the police when they've been defunding education, they've been defunding the health care, they've been defunding uh, they're trying to defund social security. Defunding has they've been, been around for fucking 20-30 years. Defunding, that word has been around for like, I don't know, God knows how long. So when did defunding meaning eliminating police departments entirely? Who the fuck came up with that? Because of fear. Because of how can how how can they weaponize their power? They they're scared. They think that again, black supremacy is going to take over. 
They think they they think well drug dealers and criminals and Mexicans, as they like to say, well, they think in, that they're going to run them up. In another 10, 15 years, it'll be all brown. So they're gonna have to fucking deal with it anyway. Fact. But but that doesn't mean we want revenge. Because if we wanted revenge, we would have tried to take that shit a long time ago. All right? But that's not... We we just want a level fucking playing field. That's all we've been asking for from day one. And I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. Like I said, the civil rights movement has not even 60 years old to level the playing field. That means white people didn't jump on the bandwagon the, the day after the civil rights movement passed and said, hey... Black guy, we're going to give you the job just like this white guy because you're qualified. We're going to, you know, let you win the college because you got the same grades as little Susie over here. None of that shit happened. Affirmative action happened because we still couldn't get into colleges when we were getting the grades that we were supposed to get. People are not fucking understanding that. What have we supposed to accomplish in 60 years? Nothing. And what you just said right there, that people are not understanding that. We wasn't talking about the whole defending police, but we was talking about a lot of what's going on. And this is a guy who is a heavy right winger, like loves Tucker Carlson and those idiots over there. And and he brought he brought up the what about Chicago nonsense. He was bringing up the well, what, how, how about this? How about that? You know, stating that, you know, stating those numbers of, Oh, the single parent household is the one of the biggest reasons for this, that, and the third. And I was just trying to describe to him that like the rabbit hole that this conversation we're having can go down is too big for the the minute for the time that we are standing here working right now. It's you're looking at things surface level, like especially like bringing up the whole Chicago nonsense when you got to understand and look at the reasonings why behind it. And people got to realize again, when it comes to policing, a lot of people don't even take the time to learn or realize why policing was even started in the first place. And they were, they were literally as, as divine quoted earlier on, on somebody's thread, quoting KRS one overseer, 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 officer, 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 officer. Yeah, from officer, from overseer. You see the similarity? You know, you say you need a little clarity. Check the similarity. Check the similarity, yes. The overseer roam around the plantation. The officer on patrol in our nation. I, I could, we could, that we could just do the whole song of Black Hop, and that is in a, a hip hop sense of great explanation of who they are, what they're about, and where they came from. They were just in place to just keep niggas in check. Obviously, and they've been doing a great job of that shit for (laughs) hundreds of years now. Yay, job one, guys. You know, (laughs) salute. Salute. You know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and it, it's just, I mean, I, I'm all for it too, as far as the defunding. I mean, they could just start by way of getting rid of them with all like their military like items. All that tactical shit needs to go out the window, bro. Yeah, like I, 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 I okay, I understand having like basic riot gear, shit like that. But when you're talking about police forces bringing out tanks, bringing out fucking ridiculous, I'm gonna like tell that. you when that shit started. I'm gonna tell you when that shit started. 
the late 90s when drug dealers had better guns than the police. And the police were getting capped left and right. And that's when that LA, shit started. And LA too, the Battle Ram that shit, and all that other stuff. And all man. that shit. When they were overmatched and overpowered, they said, yo, we need to ramp up our shit because these guys are out of control. And you could also go back. Point, you, could also- you, can, you can put your finger on when it happened. And from that point forward, everybody went full, you know, Iraq, Fallujah, army gear after that shit. You, you could also make the case as well that it started with MOVE too, when they dropped the bomb on a public neighborhood back in 80, 1985 in Philadelphia. And also you could start as well with the, with the um, Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, when they bombed their house, when they bombed they're compound as well. They don't like being outgunned. They don't like being outgunned from the minorities. But if it's white folks that's outgunning them, hey, whoa, guy, chill. You know, you know we can talk you know, this out. It really, it really started with the crack era. That's that's when the demilitarization of the police and stuff like that there. That's when it really started. Was when crack really came on the scene. I would say in the early nineties is when you started right. seeing the police departments become more of a paramilitary. Occupied force in the community instead of being regular, instead of being the regular police force we used to see when we were little kids. So called right. war on drugs. Yeah. War on drugs, exactly. Like shout outs to Nakia Miller in the comments. Shout outs to True Radio. Um, as she mentioned, uh, what defunding the police means is providing alternatives that will de-escalate situations other than lethal force. And right. yeah, these these guys ain't yeah. counselors. These right. guys ain't exactly. mental health. Right. Guys, you know, the these thing, guys ain't domestic violence arbitrators. What you, you said like right there to ask, well, before I meant to ask Qatar the question off of that, um, shout out to the city of Philadelphia too. Finally getting the Frank Rizzo statue gone and the mural painted over. And I just say big ups to a lot of the people out there who've been trying to push for this for years, but specifically because I know these brothers, shout outs to the Serious Rap Shit podcast. They started a petition two years ago again to get the mural of Frank Rizzo uh, switched over to Gritty when the, when Gritty the mascot came out. <laughs> and so big ups to them for that. But Katara, like you mentioned, like what, what we were just right saying, how, what we were just saying is um, they don't, you know, they're not mental health professionals. They're not this. They're not that. As I mentioned last week, a lot of police. I mean. Just New York, NYPD in specific, they require, besides taking the test, they require you to have college credits to get on the job. Shouldn't they make that, I mean, across the board, almost anywhere you anywhere that has a police force, whether you get on by civil service exam or not, don't you think that maybe they should take a look into making sure some of your credits are within the mental health field? not just the legal field, but within the mental health field also that, you know, to become a police officer, because I, I think that one of the, this clearly out of their training, a clear situation that's, uh, uh, you know, that's not in their training at all. And they allegedly get trained how to deescalate situations and, and things like that. But to, just to have a base understanding of how mental health or even like psychology classes or something, basic a uh, base understanding of having that could possibly help them navigate situations a little better. Yes, 
Yes, I do. I think they need a, uh, they, they need, let's be real, they need a degree and, 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 and like, like um, there's a criminal justice degree um, that they're not, I believe they're not required to take, but they need to be required to take that, add in, if there's not a bunch of psychology classes in that degree, they need to, they definitely need to. Um, if they're going to, yeah, because you've got to know the difference between someone who is someone who is crazy, which you, or altered mental status, than somebody who's not. Uh, there's too many killings of those, oh, well, he was, oh, we didn't know he was an altered mental status, but he was acting, you know, so you have to know those differences and you have to, mm -hmm. and, and, and we keep saying this. And they're saying, oh, well, they're getting training. Are you? Are you getting training in, in um, autism and similar conditions like that? Because it doesn't seem like you are. You're getting training to for mental health conditions. Are you getting training to deal with the elderly? Are you getting all that training? Because it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like at all. You're pushing elderly men down because they're, what, protesting? Or, right. or because you don't like them in your you don't like where they are that's not right yeah uh, now the right the right is trying to throw a lot of stuff behind that guy saying he was an antifa member saying that he was a part of other radical groups and this that and the third they're, they're doing this the, i heard about that from the right winger that i work with they're doing a the the good the good old spin job that they normally do to try to make people look bad because the other side did wrong but that's another story for another day. So let's move on since TJ's back. JP, what foot in mouth type of article conversation do you have for us today? Man, back <laughs> to the world of sports. We need to discuss Dabo Sweeney. What did he now? I, I'm still clueless on this one. What did Dabo say? He came out this weekend and wore a shirt that said football matters. Oh, he's a football coach. I'm yeah, but you know what he was talking about. You know what exactly. He came out against Kaepernick. He's still on that vibe of, oh, you need to respect the flag. And I don't understand how black parents are still sending their children to play for this man. This man made his whole career off of black, young black men. If it wasn't for those young black players that played for him, there would be no Dabo Sweet. And for this man to keep on disrespecting our community, coming out with a football matters shirt in the middle of, 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 of a revolution going on within America, and you will come out with that? You have black players on your team? Are you crazy? Are you crazy? Right. I wouldn't want that many Go ahead. I, I, no, I was just going to say that goes to me back to the conversations we had already of some people. I mean, he, he, he should know better what's going on. Some people aren't qualified to speak on situations but i'm with you i'm with you on the disrespect because of again like we spoke with drew Brees, bad timing yeah this no, man, I, I, think this man I, think has, this, I think his intent was different this, right. this man has not apologized though he and he will not apologize for what he does so i think all those kids should transfer out of there we, we pick a new go to hbcus then if you don't like it or go to another college program where you're being respected because this man does not respect Black people. He uses these kids, made money off these kids, and I'm sure when they, if something happens or something, he'd be the type of coach like, 
Oh, what did they do to deserve it? Nah, we don't need to be playing for a white racist coach. No way in the world. I don't give a damn how many championships he's won. Right. I, I, I'm in agreement with you. Anybody got anything to say on that? Um, right. not, no, that not not what the coach said, but you brought up, John, you brought up a code, uh, a, a, a code, a point about HBCUs. <laughs> um, uh, you know, there's nothing uh, there. There was and, and, and you guys can help me out with this last year or the year before a uh, high school student was in the gym with a bunch of people and he was going to choose where he was going to go. And it was, you know, another college, big name college. He turned it down. He's, you know, he said, no, no, no. Then he chose an HBCU. Oh, and, yes. You know, the young high school basketball player. He's one of the yes. number one prospects in the country. Oh, yes. okay. And everyone cheered, but a lot of, he took, well, you know, people in the media took a lot of, he took a lot of heat from people. And I said, why? That's his choice. And why should he play for somebody that that going to a campus that possibly when he's not playing football they're going to stop him and he, they're going to arrest him why should why should and don't get me wrong it may be on HBCU but why support uh, uh, an institution that not necessarily supports him if he wants to go to HBCU plus he's going to get more funding he, you know what I'm saying he's going well either way he's going to get a full scholarship but plus if that's what makes him comfortable that's his life yeah. you know I think. I think I think part of the problem is too, and, and which I understand. Trust me, I understand why a lot of these top athletes go to white schools because of the facilities, also because of exposure, TV exposure and revenue and stuff. exposure. That's the main reason right. why they choose it. So I I feel as though if black people would put their money be money together, to upgraded facilities at their colleges and stuff. Remember, a lot of prominent HBCU alumni. Then maybe some more of these kids will start going there. Well, hopefully, some well, hopefully more will start John. going there. And, and hold on, let me just forget this point. Go ahead. And we're still going there. And also, another thing is, too, these TV stations, these black TV stations like TV One and all of them, they could make money off this instead of making money off Who Shot My Man and all these dumb, dumbass <laughs> TV shows they're showing every damn week, every day. Hey, don't make fun of Unsung. Unsung is dope. <laughs> Who shot my man? Who did this? I mean, all these crime shows for what? Showing us in a negative light, you could be doing something like this here. A Tyler Perry Negro spiritual. Millions of dollars. <laughs> you know what? You know what, JP? You 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 touched a point in it because Byron Allen owns quite a few cable stations, and he could definitely take advantage of it, as well as Ice Cube and LL Cool J entered a huge uh, part of getting like college networks and and sports programs. So. You're absolutely right. They can definitely do that and get some contracts with some HBCUs to get more televised and get more exposure. Right. Hopefully, the kids start to your trend. Facility. Hopefully, the kids start to trend uh, for more athletes to look at HBCUs and say, "Hey, you know what? If we all put ourselves behind these college programs, we'll level the playing field for our HBCUs for right. these one schools." And we'll get recognized and get the same because then Nike's going to throw money at them. Adidas is going to throw money at them. Yep. And all the big shoe companies will throw money at them to get their facilities upright and everything. But, so, but a lot of that, and, and I'm in total agreement with everything that we all just said, but a lot of it goes back to what we just said. JP and I spoke on this on numerous occasions in the past. It is about, as stated, the exposure. It's about 
yo, I could get all this ill Nike gear for free. It's about mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. about Texas mm-hmm. University. Yo, I get I got I got a tent that I got a locker worth 10 grand. The facilities are outstanding, this, that, and the third. There's there's a lot behind it that that and then two, the other it's aspect that hit me now is we got to remember a lot of a lot of these spots also get a lot of in-state talent and and especially when it comes to football a great majority of the talent is outside of especially there's people in the nfl from new york there's people even from staten island in the nfl but a lot of the talent comes out of these states out of the alabamas out of the georgias out of the out of the uh uh where where they are South Carolina, Florida. So we gotta remember too, yes, there are in-state options for black for HBCUs, but if Nick Saban is throwing me, who they perceive me as a three-star, four and a half star prospect in Alabama, I could stay close to home, I could do this. Yes, maybe the HBCUs in those states maybe some of them don't have programs a lot of them were losing programs over the years and things like that so once again huge rabbit hole to discuss huge rabbit hole to discuss behind that and and but it stuff like this as you mentioned guitar when you mentioned the young basketball player apologies because we don't have his name it could just take that one person right take that one well you got well, you got one kid right now who's considering HBCU named Mikey Williams from California. He's actually a sophomore. He's, he's one of the top five sophomores of the country. As a matter of fact, US, um, USA Today, ESPN, has him ranked the number three player in the class of 2023 nationally. And he's and that, talking about that. He's, he's thinking about going to an HBCU. And good point that Nakia, Nakia made in the comments too. We have to realize that a majority of the HBCUs are private. So that's mm, another aspect. That I wasn't aware either. of. I forgot about so, that. You know, so maybe, maybe. Duke's a private university as well. Georgetown's absolutely, a private absolutely, university. Absolutely. But yeah. So they got bigger, they got bigger boosters though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that, but that's, but that's, hold on, before Qatar, because Qatar, I want to make a point, but that's a part of what y'all was saying though bigger boosters if some of these if like the puffies came back to howard and stuff like that and 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 did more than just a party which i'm sure he does i'm not i'm not you know trying to ostracize the man right. or nothing like that but if he were to say yo let i'm gonna take 20 million and build this football team this i'm gonna take you know uh, this person comes through and says yo i'm gonna come through the southern and or or tom joiner comes through like yo Fam, you y'all need a new stadium? I got y'all. Even though he's retired now, you know what I'm saying. That's right. that's what y'all were just talking about earlier. Go ahead, Katara. Um, and and Nakia and question to everybody when you said when she you, she brought up the point private versus what what does that that hinder them for going there or what's the what's the correlation as far as uh future athletes going to private, well, private means more boosters being people who alumni who have been there and made tons of money can donate back to the school but, but also too, to a state-run school but also too and then and then too with a state-run school you can kind of get those state rates too like like 
like like like I mentioned, oh. being an in-state, being an in-state person. Right. Like like if somebody would have come out of state, I don't know what the numbers are, but say you were an in-state person going to Wagner College out here in New York. In state, you might pay six grand, while out of state person might have to pay right. sixteen to twenty grand. Right. Yes. That's okay. Right. I mm-hmm. I get Those that now. And let me tell you why I got this. I get that because when I went, when I first moved uh, down here, I was trying to go to the community college. They were saying, since I haven't been uh, 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 a resident uh, for a resident, like two years. Yes, right? two years. Yes. They wanted to yep. charge me the high rate. Yeah, I said were, no. Yes. I had yes. to wait. I waited until I was considered a resident, and then I went. Now yes. I understand. Okay. That's exactly how it works. Now, just imagine if Jordan went to Towson or Morgan or like Howard and became the superstar he was and he gave back the millions of dollars like he did at NC. Right. Well, that would have that would be changing the program tremendously. But there there's but also too we could we could think that now, but right, Jerry Rice, the man who's considered who was considered by the NFL, by the NFL network as the greatest football player ever. Didn't he come out of what is it, Mississippi State University? Mississippi Valley State. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. What mm-hmm. did that do? You know, you don't know, see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like we we've had a lot of top athletes. Doug Walter Williams, Payton. Doug Williams, right? Doug Walter Payton. We had a lot of uh leg- legendary coaches. Uh the guy who coached Grambling. You know, we 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 Robinson, yeah, Big House Games. You know, it's there's so there's so many names out there. Jack Gaither at Florida A and M, yep. Right, and there's so many there's so many names out there that we can pull out. I'm sure JP knows right. the whole encyclopedia. No, no jokes. I'm just saying he's that knowledgeable that he could name he could name drop all night if he wanted to. But yeah, he could definitely again. As they say, representation matters. But how much does it matter when the talent still isn't? choosing that as the option and funneling back that way you know and that's another conversation that we could have all night but we got keeping it in the world of sports i'm moving on to this joker right here going to the team i love to hate and this man posted this on his instagram we're talking about dak prescott he posted this oh my god he posted this justice for george thing as he said as a black multiracial american i'm disgusted and unsettled I am as optimistic as they come. I try to understand and find the positive in every situation or aspect of my life. My mom left me the word faith to live out for a reason. I believe in the good in each individual and this country as a whole. To be humble and to see every man and woman as the same takes humility and accountability. I'm, I'm, I'm not going no further than that. You can read the rest on his Instagram if you dare choose to. With that being said, with that being said, this motherfucker had the nerve to give, and I'm sure it was in Dallas, police a million dollars to go towards to, for police. Why, when the training. government funds them already? Why, when they get money already? Because he's thank uneducated. You. It's thank you, JP. This was 
a million dollars, clean that's million like, dollars wasted. Why that's are like you pouring giving bath money water into the ocean, bro? That's exactly, <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yo, you, you wasted a million dollars for what? Mm -hmm. For police training. Something that these states, cities, and all of that stuff is provided. We just talked about defunding, not just defunding, but also to just like, yeah, well, no, we talked about defunding and how other programs and stuff get defunded for the police police departments across the country. You as a professional athlete, forget just being a black man, but you as a professional athlete thought it was smart to give them money they don't need. That's just literally like saying, take a million dollars out of my taxes and I want to see it allocated to there. Mm -hmm. You could have just probably said that though, knowing that that ain't going to happen, but you, you, it, it still wouldn't have looked good. States, cities, municipalities, all that stuff get funding for police training all the fucking time. Katara, this man wasted a million dollars. It, it's not, yeah, that's a waste. He, there's other <laughs> places, <laughs> there's other things he could have gave it to and had a bigger impact. We mm -hmm. are already seeing that these, uh, you know, these so-called training, these places we are going for are not working and you're still throw it to the old system. If he, there was so much he could have changed right that now. Go into community, uh, what, what do we have in the 80s and 90s? Those community action meetings. Don't, do, donate it to that. Donate it to each community near him. There's so much he could have done. That, that, it's just not gonna help. And Dallas is already having trouble in their PD anyway. You know, you're not helping. You're making it seem like you're missing the point. You're missing the point of, you mm -hmm. know, why this, 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 that horrendous death of George Floyd died. You're missing the point of Breonna Taylor. You're missing the point of all of them. And it's, 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 it's just a never ending. It's not, you know, they're, they're, they're TJ, TJ, the homie, shout out to Ed Skelly Tops as always, HHDG Media. Um, he loved your comment, pouring, pouring bath water in the ocean. I mean, you couldn't have said it no better. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who are these people's handlers? Like, I always say, like, when you get to a certain level of, you know, fame or anything like that, you need smart people around you, at least two, to, you know, to check each other off to be like, hey, man, I'm not co-signing that shit. Well, I want to do it. No. You need people around. You can't think for yourself that much when you're in the spotlight like that with that type of money, unless you're intelligent. And if your main focus is football and you're trying to, you know, work out, get your body right and everything like that, you can't concern yourself with politics and, you know, civil rights and everything like that because you have a job. And you saw it in the Michael Jordan documentary. His job was to play basketball. That's all he focused on. He wasn't focused on politics. He didn't give a shit about nothing else but his sneakers and and getting winning championships. That was it. That's and the majority of these athletes. So where are your handlers to hold on to hold you down for everything else? You got people to help you buy cars. You got people to help you buy houses. You got people to help your mama get right. You got fucking accountants to get your money right. 
right? Where's the people for your fucking common sense? Where are those people at? Because you need those people in your fucking life. They're called publicists will do you dirty too. This is true. You don't get the right people in your camp. So this is like I know it's hard. You got that one cousin or that one family member that's Mm -hmm. always steered you right, no matter what. Put that nigga on the payroll. Pay him a hundred grand, hundred and fifty grand. It's light money. <laughs> Pay him money. the million or her it's, the million it's light, dollars. It's light money. It's light right. money, and just make sure that they can smack you in the face when you say dumb shit well, before it gets out to the public. Well, you know well, Dak, I don't well, understand we know, that. We we know Dak ain't getting his contract just yet, but the name you mentioned a few minutes ago, JP, Michael Jordan. I, I before we pass it around too, because we got some more. Big ups to MJ, a hundred yeah, million dollars for social issues and social causes. You want to talk about spending your money properly? Big ups to MJ. Big ups to MJ. Katara, next topic. There's no more need to talk about this guy wasting his money. Oh. We're counting, his, pocket. We're counting um, his pockets, so that ain't fair. Right. Uh, I think we're out, but I, I, I do want, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up, um, you're not done. I got a couple more. Oh, no, there's... no, 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 no. Somebody needs to get roasted and this dude definitely needs to get okay. roasted. Okay. Uh, Dan, I'm going to refer to you because I, 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 I'm sure other people said stupid stuff, but I'm not, th- I can't think of anything now. Um, um, who else said something? Well, I got you. I got you because this one ties into a couple things. Carolina Panthers, pretty much almost every Car- every North Carolina sports team, um, many of the college teams have parted ways with this security company. Uh, I believe they're called. Let's let's pull up the article. Let's pull up the article and. Uh, Go through it just a little bit. Panthers Hornets cut ties with security firm after CEO's insensitive racist comments. And um, let's find where the the guy's comments are. But um, here you go. He said, in quote, please spend your time in a more productive way, talking about the protesters. Uh, Gil told uh, Malaris in the email via the observer, a better time, a better use of time would be to focus on the, here we go, JP, black on black oh crime gosh, and, yeah. senseless, <laughs> and senseless killing of our young men by other young men. Have a great day. And then he says, let me say that CPI, oh no, this is his apology because he lost the Carolina Panthers. And then he <laughs> reads, last Saturday we said, we are committed to doing our part and we mean it. CPI security has been a long-term partner, but upon reflection, we feel that it is right to end our relationship. We have informed Mr. Gill of our decision. The Charlotte Hornets gives a nice long statement. The South Carolina Gamecocks, peace out. Charlotte Knights baseball, deuces. Wow. <laughs> and then he That's had to come funny. out. That's he had to money. come out with a, an apology, and I'm sure there was more. This is just Yahoo Sports article that uh, exposed this. Let me say, this is an apology. Let me say that CPI and I personally stand against racism and discrimination of any kind, and we are actively supporting solutions like the new CMPD 
de-escalation training facility that will bring positive change to our community. I fully support the call for racial equality and justice in our community and our country. So once again, Mr. Dumbass, why the fuck did you open your mouth in the first place? <laughs> you said what mm. you meant, homie. That, that you see, meant, and that's and that's a difference between a him and Drew Brees. And a Drew, Drew Brees yeah, said what he meant, but he has a track record that we know that he's done. This dude got a track record that we know too, and it's exactly opposite of what Drew Brees. Did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complete one eighty. It's a complete 180 in the other direction of what Drew Brees is doing. Drew Brees, all right, he fucked up, but he he never said, let's talk about the senseless killing of black-on-black black crime and, you know, young men killing each other. The fuck are you talking about? How are you a million, billionaire coming out your mouth and saying things like this? Unnecessary, uncalled for, has nothing to do with what's going on right now. Completely nothing to do with what's going on right now. You know, because you're a billionaire, that it doesn't have anything that's going on with right now. And you can still continue to preach what you want to preach. Because you're a billionaire, you can say whatever you want, and you feel you're untouchable. That's right. the bottom line. So, JP, mm -hmm. this security company could pretty much just uh, either close up shop or just go back to mall security and start from the bottom again. Let him start from all security, whatever he's willing to do. Because <laughs> your dumbass just lost a big contract where you can't get no bigger than that with the Panthers. Several with, big contracts. Several, several. big contracts. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. They're going to restructure, reorganize, come out with a different name, and then they're going to go back and try to get the same contracts they had before. We'll That's see. how they do. That's we'll how they do. It won't be CPI. It'll be like GBI or something right. similar or some dumb shit like that because that's how they do to try to keep the money. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I, 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 that's a good point, TJ. But yeah, that was. Come on. Well, you know <laughs> what it is. They thought that it was okay because a certain president says it all the time, and so they thought that they were still protected under uh, our president, but um, people finally are stepping out and saying, you know what, this is not helping and you're, you are, are making things worse. Not to mention, you know, probably people went to the Carolina Panthers and all those other places and said, listen, we well, <laughs> we want to refund every money if, they, if this is who you're, you're supporting, um, you know. I, 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 y'all know me, I criticize because this is a long time coming and this should have taken place a while ago, but I, I, I'm respecting how people are like, okay, uh-uh, we're not doing this. You know, I am respecting mm -hmm. that people are, are, um, are saying, hey, uh-uh, you can't say this and think it's okay. I think um, someone in our, at the starting five group said that this is going to help as far as, um, people who do say racist or microaggression things and they're going to be they're going to be more punished for it now so so that's a that, that's a good thing one of the good things that's coming out of this you know mm-hmm but also too I have to big up and shout outs to the Carolina Panthers again mm -hmm. because also their owner who was I believe he's dead honestly who cares with this guy but um 
he he had a statue in front of the stadium and his statue was finally removed. This is the man who had a history of like sexual assault, like sexual deviance type actions and racist tendencies, a lot of racial quotes, making people uncomfortable in locker rooms, things like that for what he said, players feel uncomfortable. So big ups to them, just like Philadelphia, just like Bristol, getting rid of racist statues and racist figureheads being memorialized. Like I just seen in Virginia, actually, I think it was in Virginia and somewhere else, a couple Christopher Columbus statues got defaced and destroyed and rightfully so, big ups to y'all. Not, you know, this one of them things I'm condoning. I'm, they, I'm sure, the, you know, even though in Columbus Square in New York, the police patrol there heavy, I'm shocked nobody's tried that one yet. But that shit is in too much, too wide open space. Too. Yeah, 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 cameras yeah. everywhere. <laughs> cameras everywhere, but the, but the police are always sitting right there. Yeah. Cars pointed yeah, right at it. So ain't nobody getting that one. I'm not even saying go get it. I'm just saying I'm shocked that nobody tried to climb it. Maybe they should just change the name from Columbus Circle to something else. That's Yeah, that's maybe. <laughs> maybe right. they should just change the name from Columbus Circle. Yeah, but because I know I'm being relied on to bring out more. Um, Katara, you I wanted to talk one. about this one too. And um, my bad. I, let me just throw this one out there too. Shout out to Boogie as she reminded too. Big ups to Bubba Wallace, NASCAR driver, who, by the way, is driving this fire-looking machine, and not just because it says Black Lives Matter, but this shit it actually looks dope. It does. Looks this nice. Car actually, this car actually looks dope. But he was one of those uh, who, who came out and, and mentioned big ups to NASCAR for finally banning the Confederate flag. I mean, it took them how long to do it? You know, it took them just as long as TJ's Giants to finally start a a black quarterback, but... (laughs) Since its its inception, Dan. Yeah. NASCAR's been in business. Yeah, I mean, it's not NASCAR, but I got a picture of me as a kid next to the General Lee car from in Snug Harbor up here. How about it? You know? Right. Different times, but ignorance is bliss. Yeah, <laughs> I mean JP NASCAR, NASCAR trying to take baby steps to try to defuse some of its racial imagery. What do you think about it? Um, wow. I mean, that's all I could really say about NASCAR. You know, them getting rid of the Confederate flag now and and everything and um. The brother, um, what's his name again? Um, Bubba Wallace. Bubba, Bubba Wallace. Bubba black Wallace, man, man. Black man named a black man named Bubba that isn't four hundred pounds, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Facts. But, but he, um, but but he took a bold stance, especially in a sport where he's the only what one of the few blacks is in. He's the, the only sport. black he, driver driving right now, bro. In NASCAR, the only, the, the only one driving in NASCAR. He took yeah. a stand, a bold stand, and I say salute him, man, because you know, because because the result of his actions, now they're taking down a Confederate flag, and which should have never been raised anyway. That's a story for another day. Mm-hmm. But um, got to give him, got to give his brother credit for spearhead spearheading 
you know, what he's doing. And also, they give, I got to give NASCAR credit for taking down right. the, the, the Confederate flag. Right, like Boogie said, like it's a start. It's at least a start. It's a it's, start. It, it, it's it's a fairly good faith effort because again, they they I mean, there are black people into racing. There are black people in racing, not in the major circuits, but in the smaller, independent stuff out there. Black folks and cars mm-hmm. have been a thing since cars. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. Black folks in in the I mean, Katara, you you're in the South. Yeah, NASCAR is <laughs> huge down here, but but this, but mm-hmm. too, but I'm just saying that black folks love their cars. Too. Oh yeah, oh of course, of course <laughs> they do. They and then no matter what it is, they love it like it's 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 a child, you know. Um, and and it's 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 very interesting. NASCAR finally took the stance. I say that, and I'm not trying to downplay NASCAR because that that's their history. Um, if I remember correctly, the or one of the I say the first, but it's maybe one of the first black uh, racers that were competitive, and he was really good. They all but ran him out of NASCAR. Uh, uh, that's why I was so surprised yes. when they did all this. I was like, whoa, whoa, wait, yes. what? <laughs> you know, Qatar. Um, Actually, he has a Netflix uh, documentary. It's very good. Oh, I'm gonna watch it then. But it's um, a yeah, very good Netflix documentary. Yeah. So this is a very, it's a major surprise. And, and shout out to obviously Bubba Wallace for, for obviously having a hand in that. And then, then NASCAR finally realized they can get a bigger audience if they just stop <laughs> what they're doing and stop, you know, discriminating. They could get that. And it, if you notice, it's always NASCAR with the foolishness before, not now, before. One time it was a, Asian man that was good and they ran him. I, I forgot what happened with that Asian man and I that's a bad you know, I forgot his name. Uh one of the ladies that you know, one of the ladies was black and she had a uh I guess she had a bikini on like all those ladies do and they said, uh oh, you you guys need more clothes on. It, it's it's a mess. And it's like really, really? That's why I was so surprised when this came out, you know. It, right. Like even they even took a step here and big ups to Brianna Daniels, first black woman who's a part of a pit crew in NASCAR. Right. So it's again, it's it's things like that. It's like we've just sports in general. We've had our hands in a little bit of everything. NASCAR yeah. is one of those. I can say that we weren't one of the you know, we're not one of the greatest. We got the leaders in, but NASCAR we're not dominant. Is, yeah. Right, 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 right. Like Chris Rock said, once LeBron, once we see LeBron put on some skates, <laughs> he's gonna smack the puck with his dick. Chris Rock joke, but like, yeah, it's one of them things that we're not dominant in because a lot of black folks don't like it. It's just you know a lot of folks just like even baseball, they find driving around in circles boring. You know, it, it's boring. My boy shout out to my homie Flip, but he, he, he loves racing in general. I used to just love the racing games. I was a fan of Jeff Gordon and shit like that back in the day. But mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's it is like it can be boring. But guys, yeah, I'm a big F one. I'm a big F one racing fan. So and Lewis Hamilton, who is a black guy, dominating, dominating. Yes. He broke records. He's crushed it. 
in F1 racing, and he's still the only black guy driving, which says a lot. Your man has won like uh, six world championships, like over 70-something races, and finished in first place like a record like 68 times. Nobody's fucking with this guy. He's ridiculous. He's like a machine, and he drives for the best racing team on the planet. So we, when we do shit, we do it fully once we get a fair shake and a level playing field. And like you said, that's what they're afraid of. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. Yep. But when uh, when we move on, I got somebody we need to talk about. It's on you. It's on you. Oh, so let's talk about New York City's police chief. Oh, God. Uh, oh, Mr. Mike O'Meara. Let's mm. talk about this dude with his little last press conference the other day talking about stop treating the police like animals and thugs and start <laughs> treating them with some respect. Legislators have abandoned us and the press is vilifying them. What the fuck are you talking about, my guy? I don't know what I don't know what police department he's talking about or looking at, but New York City is a Gestapo. That police Dude, department has been out of control. Went on a tirade. Oh, I know. The badge up and was like, "This is like, this is respect. You need to re- respect us. Not giving respect anybody else street. respect, but you need. We need to respect us. Yo, I couldn't believe what I was watching when it's when you he said my, it. And then the face? round of applause, the round of applause he got out out of this was just. You also, you also seen in that crowd. I don't think I seen one black officer. Yeah, I noticed that. Or Latino officer, or Asian officer, or anybody that has any type of melanin in their DNA. And all I have to say about that whole thing because I don't even want to give that life no more because that was such an asinine thing to do. I and he hasn't been a commissioner that long. Okay, but. But before he took that badge, he clearly, clearly does not understand, as we described earlier in the show tonight, the history of the police and why they even are, why they exist. So you're stepping into this, looking at this shit surface level because of what's going on. Cool, you said you condemn what's going on out there in Minnesota. What happened out there? You condemn that, saying that that guy doesn't represent what police look like. He also wasn't the commissioner when Eric Gardner happened. Dumbasses like that is literally, he just has to do history on policing. His own job. Dan, that's just as bad. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Bad as the guys in Florida talking about they hire all the cops from Buffalo that resign to have a job down in Florida. Yeah, he. Yeah, he got suspended for that. But I went on that page. It's Brabant County something. I went on that page. I'm like, oh, because he did apology for it, and I said. Okay. You can't apologize for that. You exactly. I asked him. There's no apology for that. Right. You said, we'll take your assholes. Right. 
I asked him. I said, "You're okay. You apologize." I didn't even. I, I, you know, didn't even acknowledge the apology. I said, "So, are you still hiring them? Are you going to hire them? Are you these them that killed a guy that killed a guy in broad daylight on video? Are you going to hire do those those three those three people that pushed an? Oh, I don't care what he did." that pushed an, uh, an elderly man down. Are you still going to hide? He didn't answer me, of course. But that's that's the main question. That, that's exactly, exactly what you were seeing, t saying, TJ. That that was just, they're not it's helping. Just, <laughs> how do you get this far up the totem pole, though? How do you get this high? That's the most frustrating thing for me. How do you get this high in leadership to make these statements. Like, you've made these statements as a low-level motherfucker. You obviously made them on the way up. So now you're here and nobody checked you. Nobody said nothing. Figuring nothing. Tongue in the asshole. That's how they get How? There. How? A black man could never say no shit like that. A Spanish dude, Indian dude, Asian dude, nobody could have said no shit like that. Now, hey, but, I know, hey, you, know I know you have to know some people to get in these certain positions because you know that's ha that's more than half the battle knowing somebody before you get there but this shit like that's uncomprehensible it's I've incomprehensible seen it. to me I, we've seen Crazy. it because the head of the TLC had done something similar to that also co-signing on national T on the news co-signing racial profiling of cabbies I've seen that, I, like that kind of a speech, not as passionate, not as badge and hat slamming type of Hulkamania, hulking out, you know, charging up type of ultimate, you know, ultimate warrior shaking the ropes crazy. Like, <laughs> but, but we seen that by way of the TLC commissioner, pretty much co-signing racial profiling. And now look what's happening to him. Well, the cab not drivers get ordered all the time. The cab and now those cabbies are hurting because guess right. what? Because of all the Ubers just Uber. came into town. Because your shitty practices of avoiding people of color because you might have one time had somebody jump the cab on you. And so your shitty, your shitty practices now got y'all stuck with million dollars, $750,000 mortgages, a.k.a medallions you can't pay for now rest in peace and i do Fuck feel them, man. those guys who were taking their own lives due to the stress behind this that is unfortunate that is not fair that is not right but it's also kind of something that correlates with the practices that you preach so even if you called a cab back then or even now they're taking the long way around for the meter to run up, and you're going twenty blocks, and you're paying like thirty dollars to go twenty blocks. It's a fucking. Or they used ride. to tell you, or they used to tell you, "I'm not going to this borough. I'm not going to that borough. I'm not doing this." I'm it it not was just that. corrupt. It's a corrupt system. So now they get what they deserve. I could give a shit. And, I could give a shit. And that's what it is with the police thing. Right. You are stomping and kicking your feet in a position that you are generally fairly new at, but with misunderstanding of what police have been historically. I, I was, I laughed at that fucking video and I was puzzled because I'm like, you can't be this stupid. 
right. at this time. Mm. That's I, just showing the company I'm line, man. With, I'm done just with that. Showing the company I'm, I'm line. Just towing the fucking company line, man. That, I can't, that's I can't. Right. No, no. You you guys brought up great points. What I was gonna say back to the taxi cab real quick. That one. That's that's technology. You know, you can't fight technology. Number two. That is why you keep a good. I don't want to say the word reputation, but I'm just gonna say that because nope. I can't think of it a better is, word. Yeah. Yeah. You keep a good reputation. You say, hey, you know what? <laughs> We need to reevaluate our policies if we're racial discriminating. I think even Danny Glover couldn't even get a taxi cab at one time. They he should have nope. stepped out and said that. And he said, you know what? We need to work on that. And really worked on that. You know, but they chose that. They chose that. And it they have a right to say whatever they want. But guess what happens? Now Uber and Lyft and other smaller companies just jumped and took that because people just were tired. Um, and you're right you about know that. What? And it, 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 it correlates to what you say is your reputation. It's like a restaurant. If you sell good food at a decent price, you'll never be out of business. You don't have to worry about the market around you, who moves in, who moves out, McDonald's, whoever. If you sell good food, people will show up and they'll pay that extra money because they know they're getting quality food, quality service every single time. It's an expectation that they're paying for. It's the word of mouth reputation that they earn. And it goes on for years and they will stay in business and forever run a profit. Now, if cabbies were legit and they picked up people like they were supposed to and didn't try to ram ride them for and extra their cars dollars. didn't stink, they put deodorant on. Right. Right. <laughs> all, true. all that shit. Then Uber and Lyft would be crying the way the, the yellow medallions are crying right now. And the same thing goes with the police. It all comes Exactly. Down. If, exactly. they if if all of them carried themselves with a the level of respect in the communities, I mean, another rabbit hole for another day that we're not going to talk about now, if because I've heard this out of officers that I know mouth say that they don't allow you to patrol and work in precincts in your neighborhood because they think that that can breed corruption. Favoritism, you, yeah. Favoritism. Right, but yeah. if that were to happen, where you were allowed to, where you are familiar, a lot of times, and I'm just thinking on the positive end, because it can go the other way, but I'm thinking on the positive end, you would get a lot more respect out of your own community if you are a face of your community that they see you live right. there every day. Your community would it even boils. take care of you and not fuck with you because they know, yo, this dude looks out for us. This dude right. helps but out. It, he helps keep my kids on the straight and narrow, shit like that. Like, mm -hmm. it all, if they carried themselves with a certain level of respect, the, their own, he would have never had to do that fucking wrestling promo that he cut today. It, it, it boils down to this accountability. Police don't police the police. Like, nobody's policing them. So when you get a carte blanche to do whatever the fuck you want, whenever the fuck you want, to whoever the fuck you want, then the general public is, or the people that you're pushing against are going to push back. Because when, when they're wrong, you don't hold the person that wronged them in check or accountable. They never pay for it. And that's all mm -hmm. we're asking for is for them to pay for their actions. We got to pay for our actions when we fuck up. Why aren't you paying for your actions when you're fucking up? 
Your man is standing right there seeing him fuck up. He's not saying nothing. Your boy who pulls up two two minutes later, there's eight of y'all, and there's two of them going in on y'all, and nobody's saying shit, pulling you off of him. Nothing. The supervisor comes on and says, hey, 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 break it up. We're not doing this. Nothing. Nothing. And then they can write a police report and say whatever, and it's your word against theirs. The whole shit is skewed. Then no, I'm not going to have respect for you. I'm not going to have respect for your job. I'm not going to have respect for your badge. And I don't give a fuck what happens to you because you chose this. So now what? Right. And that's where we're at right now. Absolutely. And that's where we're at right now. JP, do you have another uh, topic to go on? Nah, man, I'm done. I just had that dabble one. Okay. Well, there's another one that we, we was able to laugh about. I believe we laughed about it in the group. I'll keep this one as the last one for the night. Uh, fuck the, uh, the, the CrossFit guy. We're going to go to this one right here. This one shit came. It all came together like a chain reaction. Like they said on the BC boys song. LA galaxy's player. LA galaxy releases player Alexander Katai after his wife's racist and violent comments. Now, Where's the, where's it at? Her, her, her wife had mentioned something. Cattle. He she called him disgusting. There it is, right yeah, there. Yeah, there it is. She said the 29 year old Serbia met with the team earlier this week after T Katai. What a name! <laughs> call call for people to kill protesters, which she referred to as disgusting cattle on Instagram. I am not digging for her Instagram post. Because she's not worth it. No, but, but she deserves to get divorced ASAP because she fucked up all his money. ASAP. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they, they fired him, didn't they? He can't get a job. Yeah, that's... He can't get gonna... a job. He can't get no sponsorships. He can't get he's gonna have commercial. To go, he's going to have to go back to Serbia and play something. Yeah, he has to I mean, go back. Yeah, there. I mean, and I think, and and I think this is what I was telling you, Dan and TJ and John. He didn't. He they probably talked like that at home, and they thought it was okay. So then she goes and says it on Instagram to her followers, and they weren't expecting that blowback. They were not expecting that at all. Um, that. Mm-hmm. Well, I y'all can't think that we're gonna sit here and 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 have sympathy for you when they you guys brought that on yourself. That's your wife, you know. That's your family. I can understand if it was a distant cousin who said that. And you'd be like, okay. Well. Or your girlfriend, not your wife. This is <laughs> yes. your wife. Yes. You can cut off your girlfriend. You're like, oh, I don't know that bitch. No, this is your <laughs> wife. This is your wife. Yeah. This is not no side piece. This is your wife. Bro, and she fucked Mess the house money. right now. Right, messed the house money. money. Yeah, that was the best way to cap that. JP, you messed with house money, and you blew the house. Right to that the ground. Money. Anyway, this is this is a fun episode. We we intelligently drug a lot of people today. Intelligently, insightfully, respectfully drug a lot of people today. With that being said, uh, JP, final shout outs. 
Oh, man, shout outs to you, the mayor. Shout outs to Qatar. Of course, TJ as well. Um, shout outs to everybody who's listened and also participating in the conversation on Facebook as well. Shout outs to y'all. Sorry, y'all, I'm not exactly 100% um, tonight. Uh, I soldier through the show, though. I had to go to the ER on Monday night, and mm. my sleep patterns have been very, very off. I'm cool. I, I have, I have a, um, some acid reflux problems, but um, I'm working through it, though. Yes, but it's good yeah. to see you here. You're still alive. That's beautiful. Katara? Well, shout out to, once again, the starting five. Shout out to True Radio Network. Shout out to Nakia's new show. Um, you know, make sure you check that out. Check her, her replay out. Uh, shout out to everybody on the live that's um, that's um, participating. Um, thanks for everything, and just shout out to those who know when to keep their mouth shut. <laughs> that's, that's really <laughs> and, and trust me when I tell you, yes, because there's so many things, especially from Facebook. I say fuck Twitter all the time because I ignore it, but. There's so many times I'm scrolling past posts that I, I type, I'll get halfway through a paragraph and I just go delete. This is a waste of breath. So you're right. <laughs> you're hundred percent right. Shout out to everybody who keeps their mouth shut. TJ. Yo, on that, on that note, there's a saying about that. It's uh, if you keep your mouth shut, they don't know you're an idiot. So, you know, if you, if you just stay silent, you don't prove them right. And you just keep your life moving. Uh, shout out to Katara's earrings; those are dope. Oh, thank you. I'm feeling you. those. I'm mm-hmm. feeling those. Thank you. Shout out to the earrings. Shout <laughs> out to JP, the mayor. Shout out to everybody in the chat: Ed, Nakia, Jamal, uh, um, Boogie. Everybody participating tonight. It was a dope show. Uh, foot and mouth disease is very prevalent uh, across the nation, across the pa- uh, the planet as well as cognitive dissonance. So if you don't have one, you probably have the other. Um, you know, go see a local <laughs> friend with common sense and get yourself checked the fuck out because this is prevalent and we need to do something about it. That's all I got to say about it. Thank you all. This is like I said, it was a dope show I mean, tonight. Y'all covered all the shout outs. I need to give big ups to y'all <laughs> as always. Please, I implore y'all, whoever's still left in the feed, to please, y'all love us and support the show. Come support us and on the star5podcast.com. You see, we got the we got the COVID mask for sale. Please come check that out. Hit up that merch link as always. We got the COVID mask. We got the dope new iPhone cases. I just ordered one myself. We got a nice reusable bottle. If you are Captain Planet, want to save the planet. For y'all um, with the children's phones and got galaxies, we got those too. Mm-hmm. It's getting hot. Tank tops, big logo tee. Katara, I know you're wearing one tonight. I believe. We got the, <laughs> the small logo one. You, you, was, you, were, you were mentioning it. It's all right. I, I got the, no, no, no. I got, I, I, I still need to find the other, your first shirts that yeah, you the made. Yeah, the old one. You got the old Yeah, the, I got the, that old one. one. Mm-hmm. But if y'all want to stock up for the winter, we got the sweatshirts, we got hoodies, sticker, older iPhone cases. Hit up that star5podcast.com slash merch page. Make sure you get to the streaming page. 
So you can find all the channels that we are, you can find us under. As you see the pointer right there, Anchor is the main home, but you can also get us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public. I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other podcast catches out there. You can also go right to the podcast page and catch the newest episode as I upload it once we get off the air tonight. Last week's Real War on Terror, Games People Play, where we had Jace Richardson on and Sammy J. We're talking about the old school video games. You see what we got there. Also, too, you could check out the About Us page and learn about how this thing was started. Shout out to my brother LG. And you can hit the contact page, contact us page too. You want to write us and go straight to our email. And don't forget through our Google voicemail, you can leave us a voicemail that I could play on the show. 929-352-6219. Or you can also contact us there. Contact us directly also if you ever want to be on the episode of the show or so I can send you the Zoom link. As you see, we are live every week. You want to get your face on screen with us? Do that. How y'all come? How y'all come? It's the starting five, but there's only four of y'all, Boogie. Um, it started off with just two of us. But over the years, we had to make the family grow. And we are still looking for one more woman to join the team to round out that starting five. So if you're ever interested, and I mean, not just interested as a pop in, pop out, like, no, we're looking for a serious, dedicated person that wants to be on weekly with us. Also too, part of the reason for the expansion of us as a team, because say if somebody has an emergency, one person goes down, can't be on the show. We have several others that can fill that spot without even having to ask somebody else to come through. It's a whole team thing. We're a family. Qatar is now part of this show's family. Mm-hmm. Mainstay, the first woman to join us, thankfully. And yeah, that's it. So for everybody here, we say peace. Go get some fucking common sense. <laughs> <laughs>